Hey everybody, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Joshua Knoll, here with your other co-host, uh, TJ Tiberius Juan T-Rex Johnson, whatever you want to make up the T and J about Blackwell. Howdy do. Yeah. Howdy dandy. And we are joined by a special return guest, uh, Andrew Croft of Open Doors Canada. And uh, also one of the co-hosts of World Watch Weekly podcast, where they go through the Open Doors list of where the most pers- the countries that have the most persecution for Christians around the world. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about missions today. Um, we've talked about some of this before, but we really just want to take time each year, even if it's not with Andrew, to remind everybody the church is all around the globe, and we need to be concerned with where persecution is going on so that we can best pray for our brothers and sisters. And that's just something that's important to TJ and I, and it's important to the whole church. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I'm really excited for Andrew to talk with us about what's going on with missions worldwide. Um, That being said, we like to give a special shout out to all of our patrons. If you're over there on patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast, you rock. If you're not on there, all you got to do to rock is just go over there. So, I mean, yeah, it's pretty simple. Um, <laughs> uh, recently, we had Amber from South Carolina listen to, I shared a, a playlist on our Facebook group page that had every episode we've done that covered evolution or creationism and different perspectives on that. And she said just hearing all the different perspectives was really challenging for her and that she really enjoyed that. So thank you, Amber, for the feedback. We really appreciate that. Um And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's silly question because silliness is my personal favorite form of unity because it's pretty much impossible to argue when you're being silly. (laughs) And today's silly question, and guys, I'll be honest with you guys, I forgot my outline today. This is off the cuff. This is just top of my head, silly thing that I'm thinking about right now. And I'm going to start with TJ and then I'll go and we'll give Andrew time to think about it. TJ, if you could pick any one animal in the world to see with Harry Potter glasses on, uh, which one would you choose? What do you think would be the funniest animal to have Harry Potter glasses? Are they like fit to the animal or? Yeah, yeah, they're fit to the animal. Just that big, round, like nerdy looking glasses. Uh, Colossal squid. Hmm. (laughs) That that (laughs) That does sound amusing. Uh. I'm going to cheat and answer what I almost always answer. Uh, A sea turtle. Because I love sea turtles. But specifically, I want to see the leatherback sea turtles where they're like all black and it look kind of like sleek. They look cool. And I want to see that cool looking sea turtle with those big round glasses on. That I find amusing. Uh, So, Andrew, (laughs) pick any animal you want to see wearing Harry Potter glasses. Wow. You guys are super fast with your answers. You're obviously... uh... Well versed with the silliness. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think a koala. There's something about the fuzziness <laughs> of a koala. The, a the round one. glasses. It would just. It would look like. It would look really smart or something. So. It does. And no, they, I've I've seen that before. They do look extremely smart. <laughs> that yeah, that that that's pretty pretty amazing. I love that. Oh, man. So, Andrew, last time you were on the show, you shared some about your testimony and how you got into Open Doors Canada. Um, What can you share about what you guys have been doing on your podcast in the last year? Yeah, so our podcast, 
uh, is focused on uh, the, the persecuted church. We call it World Watch Weekly Podcast because every year Open Doors produces what's called the World Watch List, which you referenced at the beginning, uh, which is a, a ranking of the 50 most dangerous countries to live in as a Christian. And so on our podcast, some episodes we'll look at one of those countries and we'll talk about what it's like and share uh, what Christians are experiencing in that country. But we'll also take time and we'll share stories of persecuted Christians and, and talk about those or give updated news. Uh, and so like this year, uh, with everything that's happened in Afghanistan, we ended up having a, a couple different podcasts focused on Afghanistan, just trying to help people understand and answer some questions around what is happening there uh, and, and, and stuff like that. And so the podcast, the, the whole goal of our podcast is to help people to pray for the persecuted church. And so when you listen, you'll hear more, you'll get informed, and then you'll be given opportunities and ways that you can pray. And so that's really what it's about. And that's what we uh, encourage people to do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One thing I, um, I really appreciate about that you guys do that we don't do um, for different reasons is y'all pray at the end of your episodes or, or at least most of the ones. And I really like that you do that because you're talking about particular people and have that direction for prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main reason we don't is just because we, we want people to think this through, discuss it together and kind of pray on their own time. And it just feels more genuine to this format. But I really love how you guys do that just because I feel like it sets the tone. You're already thinking about these people and it's more than just a call to action. You're doing it right there, right? So that's yeah, right. so we just thought because because we're so focused on prayer, we thought, well, it's kind of silly for us not to pray. So <laughs> we like it. Yeah. We appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate hearing that feedback uh, that that you enjoy it as well. So yeah, yeah, we uh, you know our show isn't really focused on prayer as much. I think we've had uh, prayers in two episodes, two out of a yeah. hundred now. <laughs> Well, uh, it's something hey, along I, those lines. I mean, you you work with your style, right? You work with what what, what works for yeah. you, and I mean, I appreciate the fact that you guys are are trying to get different perspectives on on topics. Because if you look at the church in North America, uh, we're we're right now very polarized, and so trying to bridge the gap and help people to talk and see other people's perspectives is a is a very noble task. Yeah, I feel like where y'all are very prayer based, we end up being very conversation based. So we do the conversations on here and do the some of the debates and stuff on here. And one thing that I think is a really interesting intersection between these two focuses that maybe you can speak to is in my mind, it's really hard to reach out and do missions and reach out and care for these persecuted people when we're busy infighting here at our in our own countries. Mm-hmm. Is that... um? Do you, do you think that translates is that or is that in my reaching? No, I, I totally understand what you're going for. I mean, th- this is the thing. And, and this is the, the beauty of working for open doors and, and helping the persecuted church is that that the, the key recognition of open doors is that there is one church uh, and that everyone is a part of that church. And when one part we, mourns, we all mourn with it. When one part rejoices, we all rejoice with it, right? And so uh, it does help us to realize that we're part of something bigger. And and if we're so focused on our little world and our little section of the church, 
it makes it really hard to see the big picture and see what God is doing all over the world, regardless of uh, denomination and re- regardless of you know your thoughts on specific theological issues, right? Uh, people are coming to Jesus and people are, are living for Jesus because they want to, because they love him and they, they know that he's their Lord and Savior, right? So uh, it, it does help help give you a, a kind of a, a global perspective to know that you can't be focused. You can't be focused on just your little bit of, of what Christianity is. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So for the, for the world watch list, uh, what made you guys think, uh, we'll do top 50, like why not top 20 or top 208? Uh, That's a good question. So the world watch list has been around, uh, was this is since 1992, I believe 92, 93. One of those years was the first year it came out and, um, it's, uh, it, it was really designed with the idea that we needed this list because it would help us as an organization know where we needed to put our focus and attention. Uh, I think that 50, when it started, seemed like a reasonable number. Uh, it was probably the amount of countries that kind of, there probably wasn't many countries outside of those 50 that. Uh, would be seen as countries that had a lot of persecution. But the reality is that persecution is growing. And so now uh, we have the top 50, but we also have a secondary list that we call persecution watch countries, which are the countries that score at least a high level of persecution, but don't fall in the top 50. And so in two in 2021, uh, I believe there are 73 countries overall, 50 in, in the top 50 excuse me, and then an additional 23. Well, that's, uh, that's quite a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how does, I know you mentioned it on your show, but how, do, how does the score system work for those unfamiliar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've actually answered this question like several times in the last like two weeks, <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready. Um, so the, the score is uh, you get a score out of 100. Uh, and each country does. And so they are ranked on six different categories. Uh, five of them are different types of pressure. And one of them is violence. And each category is given a score out of 16.7 and then added together for a score out of 100. And so uh, violence is, obvi- you know, violence is obviously, it's violence, uh, you know, imprisonment, uh, kidnappings, abductions, stuff like that. But the other uh, violence, sorry, the other pressure, there's the five things of pressure. They include private life, uh, community life, church life, family life, and national life. And so there's a series of questions that is asked based on uh, private life, right? So a question in private life might be, uh, can, can believers in that country worship privately and own uh, Bibles and other religious materials, right? And then there'll be like, you know, probably in 19, 20 other questions under private life, right? And then community life will have its own questions as well. And so it's the score of those five types of pressure and then violence together and you get your score out of 100. And so in 2021, the top score was North Korea and they were 94 
point something. I don't remember the points, but they were 94 decimal something. And they scored a maximum of 16.7 on all five areas of pressure. And then the remaining score was uh, from their violence score, which wasn't a maximum score. Uh, and then Afghanistan was number two, uh, which also scored, I believe, 16.7 on all areas of pressure and then had a lower violence score than North Korea. And so they were kind of oh, neck man. and neck as, as one and two. Interesting. So how, how long have they been one and two? Because both of those, I feel like, have been problematic for a while. North Korea has been number one since 2002. So this would have been its 19th year. Uh, the question is, will it be number one in 2022? Or will the events in Afghanistan this year push Afghanistan uh, over the top? And we will see that in January. Uh, a new list will be released in January. And so uh, that that will be answered then. But Afghanistan has been number two since I've started at Open Doors, which was 2018. It was probably number two uh, for a few years before that as well. So is that, do we hope, right. Do we hope that Afghanistan stays at number two or, you know, goes down? Uh because personally, it seems like if any if any country's going to be number one, you know, at least it's North Korea. Right. Yeah, I, I see. I see your point. I mean, you you hope that all of them drop, right? But the reality is, is right. that yeah, um, every year. So so this last year, we had some countries that dropped off the world watch list, like they weren't in the top fifty. And yet they had a higher persecution score uh, in 2021 than they did in 2020. It's just that other countries leapfrogged them. Uh, and so it just shows that mm -hmm. persecution has been growing, right? And so the reality is, is that North Korea might end up, uh, it, it might end up being number one and Afghanistan will be number two. Uh, I mean, who knows? Somalia has been number three. Maybe it'll jump in there. But uh the reality is, is that persecution isn't getting better in any of these areas. And so their scores are very likely, unlikely to get any better. And that's really what you'd like to see, yeah. a better score as in like a lower score. Yeah. But there is, I, get, I, get, I get the whole idea is that North Korea is that <clears throat> North Korea is North Korea, right? Like it, it seems like, yeah. a, we expect I mean, that. it's a dictatorship. Yeah. It's all of that. So it makes sense for it to be number one. We don't want another country to be number one, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like when you're a kid and you're, you know, you're watching a cartoon and you're like, yeah, Scar, he's the bad guy. Then all of a sudden another bad guy goes, like, listen, I'm comfortable with him as the bad guy. I don't want somebody else to be bad. Yeah. Scar. Yeah. North My Korea is plus. Scar. We would just, y'all are the bad guys. Um, yeah, my kids, my kids love Scar. Uh, yeah, so I was correct. Afghanistan has been number two since 2018. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned some some countries who weren't on the list that jumped up. What's been one of the most surprising changes as far as like the list goes? The Holy See. Uh, well, so so in 2021, uh, Mozambique became uh, entered the top 50 for the first time. Uh, in its history, I believe. Um, unless it was way back at the beginning. Uh, but Mo Mozambique jumped onto the list for the very first time. 
and it's number 46 this year. Uh, and that's really because uh, extremism is growing in Africa. And, and so extremism has pushed into Mozambique and particularly into the region of Cabo Delgado. And uh, there's been a lot of attacks, violent attacks in the area, um, both targeting Christians and not targeting Christians. But uh, the, because of the Christian population, they end up being targeted and often are treated worse uh, than other people because of their faith. And so Mozambique was, was one of those countries that, uh, that jumped up uh, in this past year. And so that, that's a surprising country for sure. Uh, I, I don't know. Surprising. I'm not sure is the right word, but it was, it was a new country, something that we haven't seen, uh, before another country countries that people are always surprised by, like a country that someone, people are always surprised is on the list is Mexico. People like Mexico. No, you're right. Like, that I, is surprising. I, I go, I go to Mexico for vacation. Well, I mean, maybe not right now, but you know, I go to Mexico. It's, it's, it's no big deal. And yeah, Mexico this year uh, was number 37 after not being on really? the list in 2020. So in, in 2019, really? Mexico was 39th. It dropped out of the list in 2020 and has dropped all the, jumped all the way back up to 37th in, in 2021. Now, a lot of that was driven. What changed? Because of, well, a lot of it was driven because COVID. of COVID. So with COVID and all the restrictions in place, criminal uh, activity and criminal groups kind of took a stranglehold on, on areas where the government isn't that strong. And so then they huh. target Christians because Christians speak out against criminal activity, speak out against what they're doing. And so, I mean, there's, uh, there's a, a lot of, a lot of that happening and kind of the reason there. And it's actually very similar. Colombia is also one of the countries on the world watch list. A lot of people don't think of Colombia on there either, but similar thing. Often it's these, these armed criminal groups who are kind of targeting Christians. And so it's uh, it is a country that's up there. Uh, it's an interesting question that it dropped. The, the, the funny thing is, is that I'm not sure that its score really dropped that much it's that again other countries were coming up in 2020 right so in 2019 it's sorry yeah 2019 its score was 61 and its score in last year was 64 right and the year before it was probably hmm. in the 50s like it probably just dropped it probably had a reduction in violence or something like that and then is uh, skyrocketed back up and so that's definitely a surprising one i guess yeah, yeah. No. I I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of times when we think of persecution, we think of the government is doing it. So places where the government isn't doing the persecution, I feel like it surprises people that persecution still happens. Like it, it, you can be persecuted and it not be your government's fault necessarily. Yeah, I um, I would say that yeah, you so, are but, correct that most people, when they think of countries of persecution, they think of countries with governments that you don't trust, like. North Korea. Yeah. But the reality is in that many countries on the world watch list, that the driver of persecution is not the government. Uh, it's often community and family. Mm. Yeah. The family thing, especially when you hear some of these stories of more um, Islamic countries, it's, there's some tragic stories of just families just disowning people. And it's, um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's, it's hard to listen to. Um, I'll, I'll just I'll just say go ahead. I'm <laughs> certainly certainly happens. Uh, like so, like I mean, I was telling a story today. I was I was on a a Zoom uh, class with a with a school in uh, in Canada, and I was I was talking to them about persecution, a high school class, and I shared this story of of a believer from North Africa who was from a Muslim background. When he came to know Jesus, uh, his mother said, "I don't want to talk to you anymore." His father said, take your clothes and, and leave the house. I don't want to see you anymore. Then went to his place of work, told his boss to get him fired, and went to the police station to try to get him arrested. Right? Like, and, and so he, he ends up living on the street, eating garbage, because he became a Christian. Now, a, a church, Christians found him and brought him in. And I mean, the story ultimately has a much better ending. But uh, that happens in countries, in places like North Africa, where it is people leaving a Muslim background. But it's happening in places like Southeast Asia, where families are leaving traditional religions, like uh, you know, like mm, right. animist beliefs, or Buddhist backgrounds, or it's happening in places like India, where, where people leave Hindu families. Uh, it's, it is... Um, mm. It, it's if when someone leaves their family's religion, people take it personally and it's a dishonor to their family. Yeah. I, and, and, yeah. Hey guys, we just wanted to tell you a few of the ways that you can support us. The whole church podcast, your favorite church unity podcast. Yeah. So you can subscribe to our show on wherever good podcasts are found. You can rate our show on Apple podcast or Podchaser. You can sign up for our newsletter using either our website or by emailing us at thewholechurch at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can share this episode on your own social media accounts. You can donate to our Cash App using the tag down below in the show notes. Or you can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. Yeah, especially that last one. TJ, you always say that. Perhaps I was told to say that. However... It's especially true for Patreon. Uh, you get access to a bunch of bonus stuff we do. You support us. We have a lot of goals to reach. It's kind of a great way to support the show. All right. Well, let's get back to it then. Yeah. 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 I've heard a lot of stories like that this year. And then a lot of people I feel like don't know what impact COVID has had on missions either. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I know you mentioned some about it with those countries, but uh, even, you know, I follow or I follow, I get the subscription to Christianity today where they send me their magazines and you read how many missionaries and people have struggled with this, you know, the pandemic hit and it's either I'm here for an indefinite period of time or I go back home leaving some of our churches without any connection to mm-hmm. sources or anything like that. E- even my own church, we, send resources to Peru and stuff. And there's just terrible challenges getting, you know, aid to people right now. Um, Cer- certainly for missionaries. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I mean, um, out, outside of open doors, my missionary friends, uh, like I have a missionary friend who just came home for the first time in more than two years. Uh, more than three years, right? Like he, he hasn't been able to come home. So he and his family have come home and, and are staying for like three months because like we, we haven't seen anyone. We haven't been to any churches. Um, and so for sure that that's been a big deal for open doors uh, as a ministry. 
we because we work through local churches and local partners and and, and local networks uh we're working with like so in a country we're working with people who live in that country so it hasn't been that same issue uh one of the issues is in countries where we you know um maybe would take money in because that's the safest way to do it. And we haven't been able to travel to take the money in. We're having trouble getting money to the, to those countries. That's been yeah. uh, one kind of the problem over doors, but, but persecution, uh, the pressure facing Christians has grown because of COVID for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, as someone who I know you do other interviews and you speak to schools and different stuff um, about persecution in the church and uh, missions and what's going on with the church at large. Um, what's one question that you always hope people ask you? Like, Do you have anything that you're like, man, I just hope they ask me this. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'm probably more likely to be hope that I don't get asked specific questions. <laughs> Uh, but, um, I would say I, I, I just, I always just like getting questions where it was like, you know, that person has, has thought about it and wants to know more, right. They're not just want to scratch the surface, but they want to want a, a deeper knowledge. And so, um, I, I, I can't necessarily think of a, a specific question off the top of my head, but, uh, like, here's a question that I thought was a really good question. Not that I hoped for this question that I got in this, in this high school class today. Uh, but it was along the lines of this. It was, are we really blessed when we're persecuted? Because the Bible teaches us that blessed are those who are persecuted, right? And I was like, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Jesus told us for one. So if we believe him, then yes. I, I've never been persecuted in the way that my brothers and sisters around the world are being persecuted. So I can't speak to it in the same way, but you hear stories and, and persecuted Christians, uh, they, they actually do feel blessed because they feel closer to Jesus because they've experienced persecution. And I mean, that's really what scripture teaches, right? That, uh, you're being persecuted for my sake and that you're sharing in his sufferings, right? So they, they really actually feel like, you know what? I, I've been counted worthy of, of, of being <clears throat> suffering like Jesus suffered. And, and so they feel the blessings like that. Of course, there's lots of trauma. And of course, there's lots of things that have to be dealt with. And lots of things that certainly are not blessings. But blessings are not material wealth. And they're not the material items that we have. And so that's tend to, that tends to be what we think of blessings, right? Like when we think of the word uh, blessings in North America, it's like uh, the stuff I own, the stuff I have, <laughs> right? But yeah. that's not really what blessings are spiritually or biblically. Like Jesus isn't saying, uh, blessed are the persecuted for they'll have more stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? But blessed are those who who mourn for they'll get what they wanted. No, right? Um, it, it's it, blessings are not really material things, and and that's really kind of thing. But so I thought it was a really interesting question that this girl was actually thinking about 
persecution and what this is happening and what the Bible says. Like she's, she's actually like, I actually want an answer here. I'm not interested <laughs> in just hearing what you have to say and moving on with my life. And so I like questions. Yeah. Like that. yeah. That's, well, kids are great at that. Where like, they're not afraid to ask things. I feel like a lot of adults are like, well, we can't question that. That's something Jesus said, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Jesus said it. Sure. And uh, I like that we're willing to go there and be like, oh, what, what exactly does that mean? Um, now you mentioned that one thing you really hope people get out of it is just a desire to want to know more. And uh, I guess my question is why does knowing more about persecution, how does that, how does that help the church? That's there again, a very good question. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I know. I like it. Um, well, simply this, um, I, I will, I'll tell you this story. I mean, you're probably familiar with the story in the Bible. Um, but Jesus tells a parable and he's got the sheep and the goats, or maybe it's not the sheep and the goats. He puts the left and the right, right? And the and the people <laughs> uh, on the left, he says, when I was naked, uh, you didn't clothe me. And when I was in prison, you didn't visit me. And when I, um, you know, he sa- he says these things, right? And what's their response? He's like, when when did we ever see you in prison? When did we ever when when did we ever see you naked? And Jesus said, Whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. Right? And then he says to the ones on the right, When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. Whatever you did to the least of these, you did to me. Well, see, the, the ones on the left, their excuse was they didn't know. Hmm. But Jesus doesn't accept that as an excuse. He didn't say, well, oh, oh, you didn't know. You didn't realize. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, never mind. Come to the right side. Right? Like he doesn't accept ignorance as an option. Right? And so I think that we can't afford to be ignorant. And so we need to learn and we need to know because one, it shapes our prayers. It helps us to know how to pray and who to pray for and what we should be praying about. But two, it's also like, these are our family members, right? I don't know what your yeah. family is like, but I like to know what's happening to my biological family, right? <laughs> like I, I check in with my brother and we, we text regularly and see how we're doing. And I want to know what's happening in his life. Well, my persecuted family members, I need to want to know what's happening in their lives. It's the same thing that we should want to know I, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, gossiping here with, with our people in our church, but we should want to know what is happening in the, the lives of people in our church because we should be uh, a close-knit family with the people that we meet with on a regular basis because we should be loving one another. We should be caring for one another. And and in order to do that, you, you need to have some knowledge of what's happening. And so I think it's right, important yeah. to know. I think it, I think ignorance is not an option. And uh, we need to know, and so we can pray. Yeah, especially in this age of information where you can literally just Google things. Like it's, I feel like ignorance is a pretty bad excuse at this point. Um, yeah, it's yeah, crazy it how many times somebody asks me a question and I'm just like, you know, there's you a much easier way to find out the answer. It's funny because I'm guilty of just asking TJ, but... <laughs> Oh, man. I yeah. See, I have to imagine if my brother was in Mexico, for example, and the 
the gangs were trying to persecute him because he was acting in the name of being a knoll. I would be pretty concerned about that. Right. And it's a shame that doesn't translate as much to the church as it honestly should. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty too. Like I, I feel like I should definitely do more. So I, I think it's a good and healthy challenge. It's something I'm glad to be reminded of at least once a year mm-hmm. uh, or once a week. If you follow world watch weekly podcast, <laughs> um, I think they're they're done with the season now, but they will be back in January and there's plenty yeah. to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So one thing we always like to ask uh, before we start wrapping up is I, I, I just like to ask our guest, if you could give everybody a single tangible action, something practical that people could do that would help maintain the unity of the church, what would it be? Wow. Um, <clears throat> start your prayer time focused on somebody else. Hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, assuming you have a prayer time. I mean, that's, that's a whole another yeah. a whole another discussion if you don't have a prayer time. Uh, but right. how often when we pray, is it about me or my family or my current situation? Mm. Pray, right. start by focusing on mm. someone else. Uh, and maybe, maybe it's this, you know, I, I mean, I, I would hope you're praying for your own church. Maybe it's praying for another church in your town, right? Like mm-hmm. put your Man, prayers on, on focus. Big chunk on of wisdom. Else, right. Put your prayers and uh, focus you... somewhere else. I'm not saying don't pray about yourself. Obviously we're supposed to do that, <laughs> but I mean, Philippians does say, uh, putting the interests of others before yourself. Right. And yeah, so just do it literally. <laughs> In prayer, let's like let's literally do that, right? Because I think we are far too guilty of uh, of putting our own interests uh, above the interests of others uh, in general, but also in prayer. For sure, right. uh, for sure. So, what what do you think we would see change if everyone started doing that? Well, I think that there would be uh, a better understanding of other people. Uh, I think that right. we could, uh, well, I mean, if we were praying for churches and other people in other churches, Hey, we might actually rejoice when people rejoice as the Bible tells us to do, right. We're like, Hey, that church is doing well. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Let's be excited for them. Um, uh, and, and I think it would also mean that we would mourn when people are mourning because you know what, if, if I'm right. if I'm praying for you every day and I know that life is getting more and more difficult, then that's going to affect me because I care about you because I'm praying for you. Right. And so I'm going to mourn with you because I'm, I'm going to care about what's happening to you and I'm going to I'm going to pray for you in, in, in a in a passionate way as I mourn with you for whatever situation you're going through. And so I just think that the the level of empathy uh, in, in our churches and in our, in Christianity would rise. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to tag on an extra, an extra practical thing people could do that. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Andrew would, would agree with me. And he might be about to say that when I ask him where people can follow open doors, but, uh, open doors does actually have an app where you get these really convenient notifications to pray. So uh, like the other day, I'm just walking around and a notification's on my phone of this pastor who was 
being falsely accused of something in another country. And I'm like, well, crap. And I just stop and pray right there. <laughs> Super convenient. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh, I feel like it's a good way to connect to the church at large, you know, in these persecuted yeah. countries and everything. So for sure that the right. app is it, great. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. A, a wise man once said, uh, knowing is half the battle. I think that was G.I. Joe who said that. <laughs> oh, I thought that was you. <laughs> but uh, wise words, nevertheless. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so. Uh, so the last thing we like to do on the show before we really get into the outro is our God moment segment, uh, which is just a moment from recently in our lives where we saw God, whether that be a worship, uh, you know, blessing, uh, chance to pray, anything like that, uh, challenge, anything. And I always like to make Josh go first. Today is no exception. So, hmm. uh, Joshua, do you have a, a God moment for us? Hmm. Well, it's not like a single moment, but it's it's a thing, right? I started getting to work a little bit earlier, uh, primarily because we're getting into busy season and the main parking lot fills up. And if I don't get there early, I have to park at the church and either wait on a shuttle or walk like half a mile to work. And I, I'm not doing that. So I just started getting there a little bit earlier. And it given me opportunity to like, watch the new Doctor Who when it comes out at work or like read some comic books. And then I was like, wait a minute, I could also be reading my Bible. So I, I do something for me to like unwind, but then I read my Bible because I just have this convenient extra time anyway. And uh, it's, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty great to God kind of blessed me with some extra personal time that I needed and also gave me some extra time with him that I also needed. So, yeah. Sweet. I, uh, I got promoted. At work, I'll do my God moment next, by the way. Uh, <laughs> give our esteemed guest as much time as he needs. Uh, but I got promoted at work. Uh, it, it should be the last episode I film in this Chipotle shirt, which I'm sure most people never noticed because, you know, we don't release a lot of videos of the podcast anyway. Uh, but like half of them are in this shirt, probably. So, yeah, uh, and it's going pretty well. Next time it'll be a collared shirt. Yeah. Well, congratulations. But uh, thank you. It's been pretty sick so far. I like getting paid more money. Uh, <laughs> that so, is nice. Uh, Andrew, do you have a God moment for us? Yeah. So um, just last week was the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And uh, at Open Doors Canada, we produced like a, a, a live, well, an online event that we premiered in the evening of, of, that Sunday night. And I was involved in the whole thing, right? I was involved in the planning and I'm in the video and I was kind of all that. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it that night. And we, we had this moment uh, where, you know, we had kind of done the talking stage and then we had a song come on by Selah. I don't know if you're familiar with Selah, but they're a, a Christian worship band i guess i don't yeah. really know how to describe them but yeah they we had we had this song come on and it was a song that they had actually written for the persecuted church or with the persecuted church in mind and and then we went into this time of prayer and i just i'm listening to this song yeah. i'm sitting right here in the same room that i'm in right now and i've watched this video 
right? I've watched the song. I, I've we 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 decided, did we want the song? I'd been involved in that entire process, and that night we're in this event, and all of a sudden, I just break down, crying, and I got down on my knees, and I'm like, I just started calling out in prayer for my persecuted family in a way that I hadn't done in, in, in a while, just because I just felt God just so convicting me, I guess would be the right word. And so, uh, it was, it was just this powerful moment for me. Uh, and, and something that I like, it, it just like, I've been, I've been, I, I heard the song. I don't know how many times in the process and I've been through the whole thing. And yet in that moment, it was just like, yeah. It was, wow. it was, yeah, it was a pretty good moment. Awesome. It was a good one. Do you have a, a link to the song that we could put in the show notes, maybe? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Uh, I can get it for you. Awesome. Awesome, man. Sweet. Uh, so uh, thank you so much uh, for listening. If you've listened this far, uh, Andrew, thank you for your time uh, up there in busy, busy Canada. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with a friend or an enemy uh, or anything in between. And uh, yeah, hop on over to Patreon, slide us a couple of dollars, you know. Uh, so, Andrew, where can people follow Open Doors or see your podcast or any of that? Yeah, so our podcast is available on, on all the, the podcasting places, uh, where you, probably where you're listening to this one right now. Uh, it's called World <laughs> Watch Weekly. And it's uh, you're, it's available there. You can also visit our website, opendoorscanada.org. Uh, and if you want the podcast on that website, it's slash podcast. Um, and then, of course, the app you mentioned is is produced by Open Doors USA. But I would highly recommend that app. I have it on my phone as well. I, and I believe if you just search Open Doors Prayer app on on the Play Store or Apple store or whatever we call that i don't really remember you'll find it it's <laughs> right. uh yeah it's pretty great so thank you guys so much for your time and, and for uh for having me yeah yeah no problem well, thank uh, you. we do have one more thing for you uh briefly uh after this short message from me uh so future guests on the show we have mary laurie uh eric nevins and uh dr russell moore uh will all be on in the coming weeks and uh, if you yeah. want to hear that other thing I talked about, uh, slide over to Patreon, slide us a couple dollars. And of course, at the end of season one, it's possible we'll have Francis Chan. Right. Uh, yeah. At the end of so season one, Francis he, he Chan He hasn't will confirmed be that, but we're, we're just not going <laughs> to stop till he does. So. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know it yet, uh, but, but <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, but again, thank you for listening. Uh, come back next week.